0: Welcome to the So Far So Rare podcast. I'm joined this week by FPL General. No better week to have the main man on. The Premier League is on So Rare. We're going to get to that, but first, let's get to know the man on the other side of the screen. General, what's happening? You've been on the channel before. You did your draft on the channel earlier this week. You are on for the Global Cup. I've talked to you a few times in the past. What's the crack? Are you excited for the Premier League?
1: Yeah, very excited. It's good to be here, John. I've been, uh, been enjoying the So Far So Rare podcast now, I think for about three months. I mentioned to you before uh i got a message from you saying you were speaking to my cousin that got the conversation going i think you met steven in in london at one of the meetups and then he was yeah. on the podcast himself so that was my first time listening to the podcast. i said i'll check check yourself and Stephen out see what this so rare boss is all about and i think i've probably watched or listened to every episode of the podcast since so first of all thanks for the content it's been very helpful for me as a newcomer and it's certainly helped me become. I'm starting to use the word hooked now. I am probably on there at <laughs> least once or twice a day. So whether that's a good thing or not, time will tell. But uh, yeah, just uh, like I say, relatively new to so rare, coming over from FPL. Um, obviously, a lot of fam- familiarity with you know players and stuff, but obviously a lot of differences too. So yeah, and the Premier League arriving is just feels like feels like good timing to be kind of fairly new to the game.
0: Yeah I think it was beautiful you're the perfect guest because I've known that you've been listening and I know that you've been playing maybe for a couple of months and I know that you've already had cards so this doesn't feel like from from my perspective just looking at anything from the wider if we just call a spade a spade what's probably going to happen now is that so we are going to target a lot of FPL influencers who are going to come in and pretend to care when they maybe don't care and then maybe they will care. Right, But initially it'll probably be brand deals and all sorts and coming in and what's this new game and blah blah blah. That's how this content game works. But I know with you, you've genuinely played it and you're, as you say, hooked. So I thought it was brilliant because you'll be able to chat from both perspectives of having played it a bit, genuinely liking the game, genuinely having your head in the zone, but also being an OG of the FPL community and an expert. You know, you really are. I know it's one of those things that we don't like to call ourselves experts because then if you have a crap season, it doesn't look great. But, you know, you have some incredible ranks in that game. You're a full-time content creator for FPL, so no better man. Um, And it is, I think, the first time we've had First Cousins appear on any podcast I've ever done. So that's beautiful. Um, So you, you listen to that podcast, you got involved. What happened then? What sort of cars did you get involved in? You mentioned, you know, you're big into the Scottish football where have you went? What's your strategy been? What mistakes did you make? And uh, maybe there's a few new listeners with the Premier League. What would you not do if you did it again? Yeah, think back to the start.
1: I, I the main advice I was I would give people is you know do a lot of do a lot of research, listen to a lot of podcasts, watch a lot of YouTube videos before you jump in, and even even when you you know put your first bit of balance into your account, just let it sit there. You don't have to rush in and, and buy loads of cards because even though I, I, I listened to plenty of, of podcasts, you know, yourselves and a few others and, and YouTube streams, and I still probably jumped in a wee bit too early uh, and made some of those mistakes. So going back, going back to the start, I, I just wanted to, you know, feel around the, you know, played some of the free tournaments to begin with, get my head around the scoring matrix a bit more. I would say it's it, it's a very steep learning curve and I would say I'm probably only about halfway up that curve and it's that's, that's three months in. So you've got to give this game time. You've got to put some time into... Understanding it before you before you jump in too deep. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of cards, in the beginning, I I'm living in Scotland. I go I'm a I'm a big Celtic fan, so I go to, go to a lot of Celtic games. So I've got another a fair, one. <sighs> Sicky is I know I know. I, I, I have to admit I've been I've been enjoying Connie's streams as well. So <laughs> I'm sure we're going to bump into each other at Celtic Park for a beer one of these one of these weeks. So yeah, I I really enjoy playing. The as well as FPL, I play the fantasy Scotland game. So, mm. you know, most weeks I am doing a bit of research into players there, stats and stuff, and watching the watching the Scottish Squat, Scottish highlights for my sins on a Saturday night after after the English match of the day. That's when you know you are a you are a fantasy addict. But so yeah, I just <laughs> one of the couple of different you know streams and and videos I watched in the early days just said stick to what you know. Because when you jump onto the the so rare market, first of all, it's very overwhelming. You know, you players from America, from Asia, from from all over the world. and it can feel a bit, you know, like what what do I do here? Where do I start? So I always just say start start with what you know. I, I start off with the cheaper, you know, Scottish Premier League players, and then slowly built it up to, you know, buying my first Celtic player, my Celtic second second Celtic player, and now I've got a nice stack of of five Celtic players that I can use every weekend. And mm. I've really enjoyed being in Celtic Park sitting they do the light show beforehand and quite often the so rare advertisement pops up around the pitch and it's Mm. it it shows up really nicely uh, when all the lights are off and then you're sitting there with your you're keeping a wee eye on your phone for your your SO5 you know if you've got Joe Hart Carter Vickers you might have Captain Kyogo and it just adds something more while you're Mm. there um so yeah overall it's been like I said it it is a it is a steep learning curve And, and in terms of mistakes at the start I would say I didn't really have a strategy in terms of what what tournaments do I want to focus on each week? I kind of yeah. jumped around and um, you know, things even when I started, you know, Champion Europe, Challenger Europe, I had no idea what all these things meant. And after a couple of weeks I realized I really like targeting under twenty three players. I like the idea of you know using them in the tournaments, but also maybe just holding them long term and hoping they become the next the next big thing. I think the first one was you know Chavi Simons and then he was in the, the the Dutch squad for the World Cup. So it was yeah. quite nice just watching him. Was he going to get minutes you know just keeping an eye on how that developed but then i you know like i said i was i bought a lot of players i think i remember buying fabio carvalho from liverpool ismila saar from watford and these were you know fairly expensive at the time maybe 60 70 pounds or whatever it was saar might have been even more and then when i went to build my my lineup so i was like right i don't have a goalkeeper here i don't have a striker so it was it's very important i think to understand how the tournaments work what can it, what you want to target do you want to focus on asia because it's a bit cheaper do you want to focus on on challenger europe or whatever it is so i've got to the point now where i've kind of got a bit of a hybrid strategy where you know challenger Europe's kind of my focus based around like a scottish base but then i've got a lot of under 23 players so i kind of go there and then whatever's left over i might just chuck them into the all-star tournament or whatever so yeah there's a there's definitely a lot to you, you probably have to make some mistakes before you learn um mm. and that's why I think, you know, be very sensible with your deposits to begin with as well until you understand things.
0: I'm having a wee look at your gallery there. You have some cracking cards. Um cards I love, you know. I see your Muric there very handy. Kulisevsky um, he's got a forward card now. We, if I look on up, I want to ask you a quick question. Why did you pick up Aziz Behich three days ago? Because I have his unique and I don't really know much about the lad. T- please ah. tell me he's been linked somewhere or there's a reason.
1: The reason is a very simple one. This new Cap 220. Oh, I needed God, his, he's bad enough a for very, it. <laughs> a very exciting reason to get him. Um, oh, crap. I said, who's one of the cheapest Scottish Premier League defenders I can get to fill my last spot in, in Cap 220? So the fact that you've got one, uh, I'm sorry, but it's, it's, not, it's not for any good reason. Although there, I mean, there was a spell during the season where he... You know an attacking wing back he got i think he mm-hmm. might have scored a brace in one game possibly he or got at a least couple back... of
0: nice scores and then he got a nice score for the national team i think at the world cup or something and i was like okay maybe there's something here um but look it's just a it's, it's another unique for a player that starts for me but um got him cheap quinney actually recommended him whenever he got the move um i think he played in turkey and he went over there so yeah i saw that and got excited i thought this guy knows the scottish <coughs> problem he's picked him up something's going on here but um you've some lovely basically cards he's, in,
1: he's in i think i had five or six teams entered at for the a midweek and he's he's in my worst team so sorry about oh, that
0: wonderful let's hope he goes and bangs a ton uh speaking of dundee united i've seen tony watts off the Calmar- no where's he off the st marin yeah st marin it's um it's down the road for me
1: actually i'm uh I'm only about ten minutes from Paisley, which is where St. in play. Um, it's funny. I often, I often jump into a Starbucks with a laptop some days just to do a bit of work. And I was in there a, a week or two ago, uh, and and Curtis Main was sitting in there with uh, with his missus. I was tempted to go over and tempted to buy him on So Rare and just Get go over and say Curtis, I'm card. after I'm after <laughs> buying you for two quid on in So Rare. <laughs> I didn't want to break it to him. So yeah, interesting. <laughs> I know Tony. I've listened to Tony on the, some of the other. Uh, so rare podcasts. That's one thing that you know I thought was really cool when I joined So Rare as well. That actual players are involved and and you know pretty into it. You know I know Tony Watts. You know is buying and selling players and he's playing the tournaments mm. and all that kind of stuff. So that's another that's another really really cool part of it.
0: Yeah, there's always a bit of conflict there. I think if they're you know almost around the kind of I don't know what's a grey area with like the match fixing and the the Ivan Tonys of the world. So it's, uh, you know, like whenever they get the player cards of their teammates or they play players from the opposition, they're playing, I think there's rules about it all. I don't really know. But I had a player reach out to me this week looking for his player edition card. He's a Premier League player. Tosin Adarabayo, Adarabayo? Ah, yes. From Fulham. Um, big collector of like physical sports cards and I think he might already have a few so rare cards, but he's on about getting his player edition. So we might see him pop on soon. i, I put him in touch. But um, look, I've, we've, we've been around the bush long enough. The Premier League's here, it's been a long time since before, a a long time before you run the platform general the people have been saying when Prem, when Prem. Last Christmas 2021 I did a drunk cast and we were all saying it's coming on the 1st of January 2022, we all thought it was in in mind. It's been honestly like two years, like when Prem, and it's finally here. And what a day it was! I think, like you know, there's a lot of people will speculate around prices and are the prices what we expected and blah blah blah. But ultimately, I think just the significance of the Premier League, for so rare, is it's 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 a it's that it's that Thanos thing, you know, the meme that was going around with Nicholas, uh, Julia. It's like it's the full package now. You know, there's no more. Do you want to play it? Ah, oh, well, they don't have. The players I want. It's there. It's all there. So now it's about iterating, making the best product possible. And in terms of prices immediately, you don't just come out of nowhere, drop the Premier League and expect tens of hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people to flock to the product in the same day or week take their hard earned cash pump it into a platform and go and spend 200 quid in an nft that's not going to happen but what can happen now and what the, the p- potential what potentially can happen now is they can market over time and actually onboard a lot much larger base their marketing now their demographic has grown hugely of like potential leads potential sign ups and i think now it's about how they market this over the next 3 6 12 24 months and it just changes the potential of what's possible. So I think it's a humongous thing, but I think people who expect things to change overnight are deluded. I think it's like, yes, things have changed, but I think in terms of like liquidity, amount of players in competitions, submitted lineups, all this stuff, I think it's a bit mad if people expect that to change within a week or even a month, personally.
1: Yeah, yeah. And again, as someone coming from my perspective we have only been there for about three months, I was probably a little bit surprised this week, Um, when the Premier League launched, I thought, right, this is going to be, the player prices are going to go nuts. Um, you know, my my current players that I own across all leagues will 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 jump up because there's going to be loads more money on the platform, blah, blah, blah. Basically, not knowing enough, but, you know, not understanding enough about the kind of whole, over, whole thing. And I think the main thing you hit in the head there is, it's, it just because the Prem has arrived, it doesn't mean you're going to get, you know, tens and hundreds of thousands of people jumping on right away. This is going to be a slow build. Um, but like you say now, I was playing so rare for three months without the Premier League, and I was really, really enjoying it. And then when the Premier League arrives, it's kind of like, right, this is amazing. This is this is the final piece of of the jigsaw, which which was a jigsaw that I was already really enjoying, you mm. know, playing with or building or whatever. So, and I just I, I sat on on was it Tuesday? Was it Monday or Tuesday? Month can't remember. Whatever day it was, Monday. I was sitting around. I was sitting around lunchtime when it launched and luckily i just had a couple of hours to spare and i and i just sat back made a cup of tea you know no plans to buy any players certainly not the you know the one-offs or the two-offs because we know we know the prices are, are quite high for those guys but it it was just nice to sit back for an hour or two and just watch the kind of bidding process and and watching what the price of the players were going for and stuff like that mm. and again probably a bit of a surprise to me is i thought initially the if you forget about like the one-offs and the two-offs you know the first couple they're always going to go big but even you know we're, we're probably now around you know between 10 and 15 in terms of of the limiteds anyway i would have thought they would have been probably going for more than they are you know some of the yeah. players are going some you know pretty good defenders from top teams are probably going for 50 60 70 quid you know I, I picked up a diego dallo for a decent price so again that shows me that you know even if you are new the and the, and there's not many of these Premier League cards just now, some of them are quite attainable. And then, yeah. you know, you can, you can, you know, over the long term, you would like to think that that those cards will, will probably take a jump.
0: Well, that's the thing. I, I said something. Where did I say this recently? I said this somewhere, and I can't remember for the life of me where it was. The thing I said was basically, oh, it was in the beginner's tutorial I did. I said, like, this That's very good, by tangent. the way. Everyone
1: everyone needs to watch that one. Well, I, I, I did a beginner's tutorial, and it's it's a pound shop version of what you did. But uh, very, <laughs> very, very impressed with what you put together there.
0: Big shout out to Alex Emery, my, my wizard behind the scenes. He put 10 hours of an edit into that to make all the transition, right? Because whenever I started building it, it was incredibly complex to describe the kind of progression. That was the bit that took the longest to like script and work out how am I going to deliver this, Um So I put a lot of thought into it in time, so I'm happy people like it. So if you have any friends who want to get involved with Sword, and need to know what it is, send them to my beginners tutorial. Get them to sign up on your referral link. I'm not trying to steal your referrals, but like genuinely I've put a lot of effort in. Or send them to generals, but you've just endorsed mine. Um, And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll answer all their questions. But my point was in that I said... That if Haaland plays for another 10 years, 10,000 cards, if you think of the amount of people who play FPL, if you even imagine only 1 million play so rare in 10 years' time, that's like 1% of the user base can own a Halland. And the reason yeah. I say that is that where we're at right now in terms of pricing, 1,000 cards might seem like a lot now whenever there's 120,000 lineups. There'll be 250,000, 300,000, 400,000 common lineups free to play thrown in. see, whenever like... There's, okay, you could say that the supply will be 10x, then will the users be 10x, blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to get into all that. The point is, you can pick up cars now for relatively okay prices, I think, compared to the rest of the market. You thought the Premier League would be obscene. But the Premier League's where they're going to onboard the most users that are interested. Like Most users will be interested in the Premier League, not the Jupiter Pro League, not the K League, not the J League. So you'd imagine the demand for these cards rises disproportionately to all the other leagues. So... By that logic, what I'm saying here is the supply the supply will be similar to all the other leagues, but the demand for the Premier League should be much higher. But I don't think their prices are that out of whack at the minute compared to the rest of the market. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? So you would imagine they have higher scope to rise over the next yeah. year or two?
1: And on that point as well, something I've been kind of thinking about, obviously a lot of you guys, the Originals, was it around 2020 when you started your so rare journey?
0: I started and in you know, 2020, a lot yeah, Some somewhere yeah. even earlier.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people, you know, we're early twenty twenty three now. You'll you'll get a lot of newcomers that might think, right? I've I've missed the boat here, you know. There's people been on there for two three years, got big galleries, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I, I feel like I came in three months ago, and it feels like a good time because number one, the Ethereum has has dropped quite a lot, so it's you know quite easy to get on, you know, okay. with a decent balance. Then also, when I come, like if, I, if my first couple of cards that I was buying. When when I was looking, uh, I used that so rare data website, which is great. You know, looking back on the prices of the players, maybe a year ago, the prices people were playing. I know that the Ethereum comes into this, but a lot of the players that I was buying, I'm I'm, I'm getting them cheaper now than people did a year ago. Mm. So to me, it feels like an okay time to jump in because the the players are, you know, it's it's very achievable to get to get some of the players that you want. And again, it's I think a good piece of advice I got as well. And. I think a lot of people will, f- no matter what level they're at in so rare, you'll always feel like, oh, I wish I was, a, you know, I, I, you know, I play with limited and you'll think, oh, I'd love to be playing in rare. You know, the rare folk might be saying, yeah. oh, I'd love to be in, 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 in super rare, but the, a good piece of advice, can't remember who said it, but just stay in your lane. You know, you've got a lane, whatever your budget is, stay in it. Don't fall into the trap of wanting to be in a higher one just because other people are, or, you know, it's, it's it's like life you don't compare yourself to others i don't i don't compare my gallery to john Nealis's gallery because that's not my lane i'm not Mm -hmm. racing against john Nealis. you know i'm racing against other people who are in the limited Um. so it's very important to remember that when you're on so rare
0: yeah it's like be happy with be happy with what you've won be happy with where you are don't be like yeah following or like upset about where you're not um but I think I was had something else to say there. I think just the Premier League as a whole, like I, I want to kind of caveat this again, almost from like a protect myself point of view. I'm talking about how there's higher scope for these cars to rise. You could equally keep going. Maybe there's a reason we're lower than we were a year ago, but I do just think like if you look at the market as a whole, the onboarding that'll go into the Premier League, the amount of interest in the Premier League, blah blah blah. I think them as a card. The initial mints will go super high. What we've seen in the past happens quite often is the one-offs and ever are all really high. Then they dip massively because everyone thinks they're going to keep coming down. Then they reach a bottom and they go again to an extent and grow over time. So that's what I think will happen if I was to to speculate. But I think how it was launched as a whole was very good. Um, I think like you know you can see their marketing efforts across influencer marketing, across getting people on board. Um, I was in the movie, which was good fun. Um... Need I'll to get your autograph after this? Yeah, I actually signed an autograph that weekend, I'll tell you that much. It's not going to be worth very much, but uh, someone wanted my autograph. Um, you'll, be getting
1: a, you'll be getting an Oscar in a few months' time for that.
0: I know. The acting was incredible. It was... Um, you see, if I tried to explain it, right? I have a few things to say about this, right? So, basically, so rare brought me out to do this, they put me up in accommodation, flew me over, whatever else, but treated like pure VIP. You know, you're brought in, picked up, Brought here, brought there, chauffeured everywhere, don't pay for a thing. You get there, beautiful barista coffee at this massive warehouse where they've built this whole big, so rare, uh, the so rare house or something, wasn't it? And like, you go in there, there's 80 extras, 80 extras mulling about, right? Four or five actors, directors, producers, people doing this, the lighting guys, the smoke guy, the guy who deals with it. I mean, honestly, like 100, 120 people probably milling about. For this commercial, and it was shot over like a week. And I was in for one day. And you see, like to get, I was only on that screen maybe for what, two seconds, three seconds? The amount of standing around and the amount of saying lines and the amount of like, I don't know, when I think of like the girl who was in it who has the Erling Howland card and goes like, shh, as if she is the best striker in the league, she was there like all week. And that was the only thing they ended up using. Maybe there's a longer cut but the way I look at it is like the production value of this is obscene and that's the effort that went into this. If you could have seen it I swear to god but saying the lines was funny you know because it's like roll cameras action and then the camera starts going and then you're there and you say your lines and whatever else and then retaken because the camera was out of focus or an extra did something wrong or my line was wrong or whatever. 10-15 Ten, fifteen takes for like the I'm telling you guys, one of these a future so rare legend, and then there was another bit that I did that wasn't even used, and the lots of other bits I've seen recorded that weren't used because they basically when they have everyone there they record everything and then they chop and take what they want and what they need. Um, but I just it, it was an incredible experience. I was thrown under the bus at one stage after I did the like the line while everyone was there, right? So there's these five super so rare cards on the wall. I think it was like Anthony Gordon, Saka, um Harvey Elliott. Julian Alvarez everyone was done there were probably like 50 extras milling about to try and make this like bar type experience dynamic environment and that, that I got my line done great and one of the guys from the SORA team was like oh sorry just before we like clear out um, can we get John to do a couple of things here so put the camera on Mickey and we're like John why don't you like just riff about the guys you know and I was like on the spot I was like you know and I was like silence the whole room goes quiet 50 people sitting around while John Nellis has to bluff about the five guys on the screen. And I was like, wait there a second, like, what's this for? Who is using this? Where is it going? How long does it need to be? How much do you want me to say? Do you want me to do it more? I was like, oh God. So I bluffed that it, it was like, Anthony Gordon, really good player. Might get a chance this summer. Might go in January. Every so creative. Can create chances <laughs> from anywhere. You know this fucking bluffing thing. And I was like, what has happened? But um, they weren't the like, easiest players to
1: talk about either.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I, like, I think like Harvey Elliott struggled with injury, but back in that Liverpool team, who are struggling, but can he be their <laughs> shining light? You know, this type of bollocks. I was What's
1: like, the nicest way I can say but, they're rubbish?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah, like Julian Alvarez, not easy being Hallands understudy, but he was amazing at the World Cup. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that was like the the hardest part of the whole thing. Um. But yeah, that was amazing. Thanks, Sorear, for getting me involved. I think it's uh, it was really good fun. The have you bought? You mentioned? Did you mention or did you mention me off air beforehand? Have you bought any Premier League players? You mentioned Dallo, didn't you?
1: Yeah. So i I had a feeling. I had a feeling the Premier League was close. Uh, you know, maybe around twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh. Of January. The, and then that, that gap came in the auction market. So it was like, right, something could be happening here. So I just freed up, not much, I freed up maybe 100 quid, 150 quid of a balance. And I says, right, I might I might treat myself to a one-off of something. So like I said, I was sitting back enjoying a cup of tea for an hour or two, just watching all the bids go in. Uh, and it started getting towards the end of the one-offs and the two-offs were going to be appearing soon. So it's like, right, it's now or never. Mm. And I think what might've happened was I missed out. I I went for a Fabian share one of on the auction. And I think I missed out just slightly. So I think I went to the guy then and just sent a direct offer uh, just for slightly more. And and I got it. I didn't expect to get it, but I got it. And then I listened to a few more so rare podcasts and YouTube videos where the content creators were all saying, don't, you know, be careful with the Premier League cards to begin with. The first few are going to be inflated. The prices will drop. You know, maybe wait. Till you'll get cheaper ones next week, the week after. So I kind of panicked a wee bit then. I was like, "Right, I've got a. I'm after treat myself. I was feeling great about having a one-off Fabian share. <laughs> uh, I think it was about a hundred quid. So and then I says, "Right, I'll stick them on the market, see what happens." Uh, and and thankfully, uh, a die-hard Newcastle fan uh, came and snapped them off my hands. So a yeah, very exciting. Yeah, uh, I think I made a five pound profit on uh, on my one-off Fabian share. So that's that's a story I'll tell the grandkids about the time I bought a one-off Fabian share. I can see it the, there. Th- yeah,
0: the jersey meant actually sold for one hundred and sixteen quid, but you you got the sale in for one hundred and five, and you bought it for ninety nine. So you made like you made like five pound yeah. ninety three or something. So that's
1: uh that's a that's a trip to Starbucks this week for me now to get a to get some free coffee thanks to my one off Fabian share. So it, my thinking was I, al- I already had a Sven Botman uh, you know a previous season card of Sven Botman which I'd kind of been using and um, and I was going to just maybe use that that as a double up, maybe defensive yeah. double up in some future Premier League competitions. But i saw well, Fabian Shear and I've ended up uh, getting rid of Bottman Botman now recently as well because he doesn't actually score that well on the platform. So I'm looking maybe maybe elsewhere for a for an under twenty three defender and I'm, I'm I'm in the market for one. So yeah, and then the other I've I did buy one more Premier League card, which was Diego Dalo last night. So mm. you know again, his first couple of cards went for for big prices, uh, and then. I just feel like because he's injured, maybe there's not as much interest in him as, as there is and maybe some of the other players. I'm a Manchester United fan, so I said, you know, I'll, I'll try to get a, a Manchester United Premier League card as the first one that I might actually buy and keep for a while. Dalo is under 23, but I think only for the rest of this mm-hmm. season. Um, Injured, so hopefully when he comes back, I can use him, possibly as my under 23 defender for, for the rest of this season. And he, again, going back to so rare data, he's, he, he ranks very highly among defenders on the platform and you look yeah. at some of his SO5 scores he scores really well and kind of when I weighed all that up and when he was coming up at about uh, I think about £50 pounds for me on the auction I says right if I can get him for about 50 I'll go for it and I feel like that should hold its value at least or, or shouldn't drop too much given that he's a good scorer and um, see, so yeah, I'll, I'll see how that one plays out. And again, I just I listed him on the market for for you know a good chunk more. If he sells, that's fine. I'll just let him go. But if not, I'll I'll end up using him when he's when he's fit again. Because I'm pretty sure he'll come back in and be first choice again. I know Wannasak yeah. has done a decent job, but uh, Dalo had been flying under Ten Hag before that injury, so hopefully he'll be back soon.
0: Some of these cards are going for like really fair prices, and I know we've kind of that's what surprised me, it. you know, because before it's more the, the Premierers than that that are getting me, I think. Yeah. So I'm in the
1: I'm in the limited market. Uh, you know, a couple of days before the Premier League launch, you know I would have been looking at players like, you know, Sven Bottman, the the Baddy Ashile card at Chelsea, which were probably I think Badia Ashile might have been up at about maybe seventy pounds or whatever that is in Ethan. Mm. Even now I think his newer cards are possibly going for similar or even less. So again that that came as a surprise to me a little bit. I thought I thought these Premier League prices, the new cards would be you know, slightly more at least than what the mm-hmm. current ones were beforehand. So, again, but that's been quite nice because it makes them gettable uh, for someone like me who's uh, who's yeah. not on a big budget.
0: Like, you mentioned Fabian Share, right? Now, he it's not like he's rated that highly. He's the 377th best player on Soare, the 135th defender, right? But it, I'm on Soare data now. In the last six months, now six months is a while, and I know Newcastle have been on a bit of a run. He's played 19 games and he's been on the bench once. Now, this is excluding his Swiss national duty, right? This is only looking at Newcastle. Over the last six months, he's averaged 62. He has averaged 24.5 in AA every single game. His last three games, he's got over 40 points in AA in each of them, including playing against league leaders Arsenal. And you look at this card and you go, this guy will more or less get me a 60 pointer every week or better. And his super rare sold for 0.79, which is just about double as rare. And I'm like looking at that and I'm going like, had I been around, I would 100% have paid more. Now that was at half one in the morning, so maybe there weren't as many eyes on it in the UK and whatever else. But maybe this is where I need to be turning to. I kind of, I've been trying to pick up a few wee like Jersey Mint Limiteds and having the crack and got a couple of one of... One of a hundreds just because I'll talk about them in a second. But like maybe these uniques and super rares will be some deals.
1: Yeah. To me there's value out there, even though we're still very early with with these cards. Like I said, yeah. I've been kind of surprised by the by the prices of some of them. Um and again, you know, a player like Fabian Share, his his scores are decent on so rare But for me when I think of Fabian Share, he's a player. Who could who could have a lot more decisive than he has? You know, I think he leads the Premier League for goal attempts and stuff in the box and stuff like that. You know, he's he's creating chances from open play now, so I think there's scope for a player like Fabian Chair to to improve those scores as well, maybe for yeah. the second half of the season.
0: But I think that the thing with the share is like, okay, maybe as a limited, you don't want guys. Now he has scored a hundred in the past. In the last year, he scored a one hundred and he scored a ninety three. Other than that, the next highest score is an eighty-three. So maybe at like limited competition, you're gonna need higher. Maybe he's not great for capped because his average is high, um, and you don't have that upside. So maybe the upside isn't there for limited competition. But when you get to like the super rare, where someone who's gonna give you sixty or seventy points as a super rare every week, that's like gold dust in the super rare divisions, or even in your pro team. Like that really yeah. enables a lot. So there's, and something
1: maybe maybe for those managers in the upper echelons who have a have a trip here. Uh, maybe from beforehand you know if you if you stack it with a fabian chair you know, you know who's taking the set pieces who's taking the corners you know if yeah if fabian share does stick stick a header in the top corner you're gonna you're gonna score well
0: from trippier from that as well so that's just yeah you know a possible route for people so in terms of the cards i picked up um i picked up two and they were kind of like do you know what it is right i was sitting there i had a bit of a balance um I, what, where did I get this balance from? I think I sold like a Lewandowski and I sold a whatever and I sold a this and I sold a that. And in the last couple of weeks I've picked up like a Gaitan Cook Or Kuke, I don't know. um Under 23, Super Air goalkeeper. I just needed another Super Air goalkeeper. And even better, he has six months under 23s on him. Gianni Bruno I picked up. I got like a Rudiger and a swap and whatever else, right? But I had a balance left of like point eight, And I was kind of sat there a couple of days ago. Um, day of the launch. I'd been making content all day, and I, decide, I didn't really look at the market much and decided to pick up the market and just sort by one of cereals. And as I was doing the content, I'd nip back into the market every so often and see if anyone interesting come up. And two priors came up that I thought looked interesting, and I just said, I want them, so I'm going to get them. Now, I wasn't going to go to like stupid prices. Maybe they were stupid prices, but like, I think rare cards of under 23s to be getting them at this sort of price is fair. I got Carny Chukwameka um who's only eighteen, maybe he's turned nineteen cents, but his card says eighteen. Um the one of a hundred for point three two two five. Now that's a decent wedge, but it's an under twenty three, rare card. A player who team of the tournament the under nineteen euros last summer. Um you know a lot of potential. Twenty million valuation off the Chelsea. They've spent about twenty billion quid. They've signed a lot of players. He's been getting game time. He's shown that he has a couple of AA scores in the locker. Um I don't know. I kind of looked at him and thought, yeah, I like this one long term. You never know where this kid goes. You never know if he goes out and loan. It might be a six month wait, it might be a two year wait. I don't really care. I think he has the potential. He's English. Collectibility wise, that helps. And I just look at it and I go, yeah, let's get involved. You only get one chance at the one offs. And I haven't learned my lesson. I did it with NBA. I don't know if, or did, I did it with MLB. I spent about 50x the actual price now on one them, but like I didn't think this was that out of whack. And then a few minutes later, I bought Jacob Ramsey, another Villa Youth Academy guy, who will actually have a bit of utility, potentially. Um, He has a couple of scores in the locker. Quality player. A lot of people rate him. I think he looks great. He's actually been an FPL asset before he was that good. Um, so they're the two I picked up one of hundreds of. So and that's- back in the English
1: that's what I like about solar because you picked up uh you know a Chuck Mecca there at 18 19 years old and you might you might have that card or you could have that card for the next 15 years and you you, you know you're going on a journey with the guy now you're invested in his career you're going yeah. to be keeping an eye on things you're going to keep an eye if he does go out and loan wherever he goes you're going to be keeping an eye on those games and hopefully you'll be getting you know scoring your points in solar and stuff like that as well so you know that, that's what I found on my very you know short journey in so rare I was very primarily focused. Um because I spent so much time you know creating content for the Premier League and stuff like that. I would kind of just not bother with other leagues because it would be information overload. Um but what I found now a, a good example was when I played Scottish Fantasy three seasons ago, Lewis Ferguson at Aberdeen was unbelievable. He was in every team. Mm. He was a penalty taker, he was one of the top scorers in the in the in the game. Now plays in Italy at Bologna. So I, he, he, I think it was a managerial change at Bologna. You know, just around the time I joined, so rare, the new manager took a liking to Ferguson and started playing him. So I said, "Right, I'm going to pick him up here." And again, it just it put me on a journey. I was I was checking the Bologna you know team news every week. I was check keeping an eye on their games. I was reading articles about Lewis Ferguson. I, I, I you know reading into his his life story and all that kind of stuff. So that's what so rare does to you. it Kind of. You know, you're you're almost building a relationship with the players that you own that you don't really get with FPL because you'll you'll chop and change your FPL team a lot. But Mm. especially in particular, if you buy a player and you end up keeping them for a couple of years, Um, I know yourself. You know, players like Danny Pereo, You know, you you, you, you've got players that you will you'll have a special connection with now, probably for the rest of your life through through and uh, and that's one of the things I really like about it.
0: Absolutely, I think there's cards there in my club that are are on the point of like. If all crash and burns, I export them to a MetaMask wallet and use them as profile pictures and don't really give a shit. Like, it gets to that point where it's not all necessarily about the money and about whatever, it's about going on the journey. Um, And at times, I always wonder, like, should I buy players strategically on that? Like, I mightn't necessarily care about any of the Celtic guys, but I almost want to pick up a Celtic guy so that I can care about the Celtic game. Do you know, because I know there's so much of the community that care and like coming from the north and all, like a few of my family are Celtic supporters and blah, 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 blah. Part of me wants to pick up players. Okay, I have Jota. I actually do have Jota, so I do generally care about the Celtic games. But like, you know, I see all these like deep Celtic stackers or like I have no exposure to Ajax at the minute. I could pick up an Ajax player and then, you know, maybe you've got a bit to follow there. So I think it's about the exposure you have to so many different games going on around the world um, on a given week. Um but like now, I've grown quite attached to the likes of—I don't even know. Like if I go back to my oldest cards, like you know, I got Nuno Mendes as a reward when he was at Sporting. Now he's at PSG. Following his career and his sort of involvement for PSG in Portugal, and Anwar El Hajj was one of the first super super-rares I picked up. He's now got to move to Genk. Came off the bench against Sarang, got a few minutes. I care about Anwar El Hajj, and I have followed yeah. him for like two years now all because it's so rare. So you're bang on. And then you get into like the creepy side of it where like Danny Parejo's like, I've almost got a Parejo fetish at this stage. But it's, like, I love that I, he's so good at the game.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like over the last three months, it's given me similar vibes to what I used to get when I was 13, 14 playing football manager or championship manager. You know, it's you end up learning an awful lot about other leagues and it mm. and it's you know it's kinda of passively. You know, it's yeah there's players I know about now that I did not know about three, four months ago. Uh it's kinda of, it's playing so rare and spend a lot of time looking at different leagues and players and stats, you kinda of just organically mm. you know build up quite a wider knowledge of of just, you know, you know, players around Europe or around the world or whatever. And I know when it comes to FPL content, you know, if when a new player joins FPL you know, like Gakpo joined Liverpool. People will ask me questions on my FPL podcast, you know, what impact is Gakpo going to have on Salah? Is Gakpo going to be a good F- FPL asset? And sh- when I read them tweets, I'm always like, I have absolutely no idea. I don't, mm-hmm. I've never, I've seen Gakpo play at the World Cup. I don't know much about him, but I feel like now going forward, if because I'm a so rare user, and if a new player joins the Premier League, like, you know, Angel Fernandez, I'll actually be more equipped for my own content creation. Uh, and when it comes, you're know, deciding: should I buy a new player to league in game week one, or should I avoid them? Because I'll actually have yeah. quite a bank of information on on how they perform on on a, on a fantasy platform. So it's it's actually quite useful for me as well to be to be using so rare for for the FPL stuff.
0: I wanna just give a shout out now to So Rare Data. They have one week free as of yesterday, which as of the time this podcast goes out is like another three or four days. Completely free for everyone. So whatever plan you're on, you can access all the features at the minute. It's until the seventh of February at eleven PM GMT. Um If you haven't signed up to Data yet and you use the link in the description or the code John Nellis when you sign up, you will also get two weeks free off the back of that. So you could have like two and a half weeks free if you're listening to this podcast. um, Give all the features a go. And if you are already a member and decide to upgrade your subscription, you can put in a wee referral code John Nellis would help me out massively. Um, General, you've already mentioned them a few times. I take it you're a fan.
1: Yeah, so again, I think I'm a good example of, of a good advocate of so rare data because my probably my first month using so rare, I didn't use so rare data, and thinking back now, it's like trying to I don't know trying to do something in the dark.
0: You know, it's it, there's just the so best way much to do something.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to be, be careful careful what I say here. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Trying to keep us clean. The um, but now on on you know using so rare data just. You know, little things, most of the time I'll use it if I'm interested in a player, I'll go back, look at the last, you know, four or five sales or whatever they were. Where, where, When I was on the, the free version to begin with, you know, you couldn't see as much. It, it was a good starting point, but you couldn't see, you know, six months behind, you know, a year ago or whatever. And I was kind of, you know, playing Soraya a little bit blindly. Uh, and yeah, just, just, you know, building lineups and stuff like that. And it's it's very, very useful. Um, and again, like I said, I, when I, I was on the free version for a wee while, um, i think i signed up through you for the trial or whatever and then i canceled the trial before the payment came out and i was kind of there like you know do i pay this do i not pay this i wasn't really sure but now looking back on having paid the subscription i feel like i've probably saved the subscription price and probably you know made some profit on so rare that i wouldn't have if i didn't have the information mm. on so rare data so i think that's a good way to look at it you're you might find it you know you're not sure to pay the subscription or not but By paying the subscription, you're probably going to make it back and more by, you know, making better decisions because of using the, using the website.
0: It's also the way I look at it is it's, it's one of those, aside from the financial aspect, even just gameplay, it's like if every, every one of your competitors is is using all these features to build their lineups, you know, you're at a massive disadvantage if you're not. So that's why it's kind of like, you know, when 90% of the platform's using it, if you're not, you're in the 10% that's at a disadvantage. Um, but anyway, big shout out to so Rare Data Again, use that link, you'll help me out massively. The next thing I wanted to ask you about, there's actually a few things here. Um, first thing I'll bring up is just kind of this progression ladder now. You mentioned to me just off-air beforehand you were tempted to get a Rare for the first time ever. In the tutorial when I went through it, I mean, there is a very clear progression path now. I don't know how attainable it is to go from the top left of their graphic where you start out at like the Cap two twenty and whatever and you end up at unique All-Star. I don't know how A realistic it is or B the average time that would take. Um obviously that is like the dream, the pinnacle that maybe only one person, the best ever like um the best fantasy manager ever could potentially achieve. But it's possible. And wherever you jump on that ladder you can get to the kick-off. And then if you get the kick if you get that card one wait in the division you're in, you can kick off and get into the next one. And then if you play well enough you can with more. So those progression for the first time, I think, it's almost like a progression bar, which they talked about in the past, or this progression ladder. I'm rambling now. But it can be done maybe for the first time.
1: Yeah, and I think your your tutorial video yesterday or the day before really explained it really well and it's in simple terms because even though i've been you know i've been on so rare for three months and all these there has been a lot of changes over the last couple of months and, and all very good changes it's even i've even still found it quite hard to understand and, and kind of see clearly where the progression is and how you go about it but i think they're, they're getting better at kind of explaining that now um and people like yourself are doing that very well also so yeah i really i really like the concept of you know like you say wherever you jump into so rare there's always another step on the ladder and then it's up to you, you know, how far up that ladder you want to go. And I'm a good example. I've only got probably about 30 limited cards at the moment. And I had no real intention of playing rare or buying any rare cards. But now that there's a kickoff tournament where I only need one rare card to play in it, that has me tempted to maybe sell one or two of my limiteds and buy my first rare card, you know, maybe try Mm to find someone, who maybe i already have a limited card of who i'm quite you know knowledgeable about who i'm confident you know might rise in value or whatever or, or at least you know just score well so i think they've they've done well with the progression and the kickoffs in particular because if they're getting someone like me who had no interest in stepping up the ladder i'm now very tempted to buy one card so that i can mm-hmm. that can only be a good thing i think for the overall platform
0: yeah i th- i think i like the way that the whole way up Um, from common to limited you know you can play with one common you can play with four or five commons, you can play with five commons whatever you get your first limited i said that the arsewise but you get my point you can get your first limited you step up you get three or four limited you step up again you get your first rate you get more limited you play more divisions the cap 220 240 270 maybe you target the threshold you win a few of these things you get your fivers in the bank maybe you save them up over the course of a few months you hit jackpot, you win, a, you win a star limited, whatever. You get your kickoff rare in the bag. You're up to kickoff rare. You're playing that, you win more rares. And it's just this, like, it's possible. It's hard, but it's possible. Um, so, yeah, no, it's great. And I think a lot of people will be in that boat. And I'm over the moon because I the whole reason I picked up a couple of uniques was to potentially allow myself to play kickoff unique, which never really happened. But now it's there. What I'm finding with it, though, is it's tougher to get a lineup out than I thought. But still, I have an option now. I wanted to ask you before we get on to questions from everyone else. um, I wanted to ask you about FPL versus So Rare. You've obviously played it for years. And I want to see if there's anything about Sora that you think is much better or much worse. And before I do, two very quick things. I have a Discord, uh, which is new. There's so much this week because of the Prem and everything. I feel like I'm plug, plug, plug e Anderson. But equally, these are things that are optional. The Discord, I have a Discord there If anyone who wants to get part of a Sora community. There's a link below. There's loads of really passionate people there and lots of channels. It's good fun. So there's a Discord there if that's what you're looking for. I get a lot of messages about these, so I imagine it'll interest some people. And there's a league for the Premier League draft, John PL. I don't know if you have one, General. You can plug the, the code. But John Pl, there'll be a link below as well. Winner's going to get VIP tickets to a Premier League game, and the other top five will be getting tickets of their choice to a game in the Premier League. Have you got a league, general?
1: Yeah, I've just I've just been chatting to this so rare so I'm, I've just set one up today. So I'll be sharing the details before the weekend, uh, and the winner of that one will join me at Old Trafford for a Manchester United oh, game. So I want
0: to win that; that'd be fun.
1: <clears throat> I'm going to try to win yours as well. So
0: we can just be Maybe best we'll get, friends. We'll get, hopefully, we'll get, to, right. we'll get to
1: we'll get to. Two games together.
0: <laughs> well, look, John PL, uh J-O-H-N-P-L, and General, you'll post yours probably on your Twitter and everywhere else. Um, okay, cool. Plugs out of the way. Back to the FPL, so rare thing. Talk to me about that, and then we'll ask, ask some of the questions from the community.
1: Yeah, so I'm a FPL veteran, definitely a veteran because I've been playing since the start. I think which FPL in its current form was 2002, 2003. So this is my 21st season. So oh, wow. I always, I always joke to people that it's, it's it's about time I retired retired from FPL. But I always say I'm in too deep as well with uh, with the content creation and it pays the bills. So I, I need to I need to keep chucking turning away at the <laughs> the FPL stuff. But when I when I kind of think of a comparison between FPL and So Rare, there's there's definitely a lot of things I like about So Rare. We know we know FPL. It's a great game, you know. It wouldn't be a great, there wouldn't be 11 million people playing it if it wasn't a great game. But mm. at the same time, you know, it hasn't changed much, which again probably goes back to when you, when something's not broken, you don't need to fix it. But yeah. I think a lot of us who are hardcore managers and we've been playing it for a long time, we probably would like to see some changes. Um, but we're probably forced to go to other platforms to get those changes. So that's why, and it's probably why I've enjoyed So Rare so much, and it's probably why it's hooked me in rather than just playing the Global Cup and disappearing again um mm. you know I, and i was going to say that earlier you know you will see a lot of you probably will see a lot of fpl content creators promoting so rare over the next few weeks like you say some will be interested some won't uh but i but i certainly have been you know bitten by the bug and and, and that's why I'm, I'm that's why i'm doing a, a podcast with you because I'm, I'm genuinely interested and i hope that hope that comes across the just you know it's basically the first thing is the scoring matrix you know fpl is very very simplistic goals assists Bonus points, clean sheets, but the the so rare one is it's all encompassing. It's you know every action on the pitch, and what I like about that is it just brings in brings in the players that you wouldn't usually pick in FPL. You know your Rodri's, your Casamiro's, There's no chance they're in my FPL team, but you know two of them will probably perform very well for me over these next couple of weeks in the in the free tournament on on so rare um, FPL versus so rare. One of my one of the things I'm especially in the last year or two, with so many people creating content for FPL and so many people just kind of copying content creators. Uh, Not just that, you know, the the way they price the players, you know, they're quite cheap. So it's very easy to kind of get, you know, three Arsenal, three Newcastle, three Man City. Mm. Everyone ends up with eight, nine, ten of the same players. And it becomes a game of 11 million people where all that really matters is what your two or three players that not many other people have do. or what your captain does and you know Erling Haaland's kind of destroyed the captaincy conversation this season anyway. So for me I love FPL and I always will love FPL but at the same time I do feel it's a little bit stale and and some improvements would be would be lovely over the next couple of seasons and hopefully they do come but FPL probably doesn't give me as much as it did when I started playing it or even 5 years ago whereas now So Rare's probably given me Giving me what I need, I guess, in terms of a fantasy platform. So, certainly, certainly enjoying playing both kind of alongside each other.
0: I think the thing with FPL for me was it was almost like my gateway drug to fantasy. It's the one I started playing when I was 14, 15, 16. And then over time, I found other games that kind of. Scratch that itch a bit better. Like football index was the first one to an extent where I could speculate on players' futures. I'd watch a game, and the matrix was much more complex to the point that if a player made a tackle or a pass, I cared. Whereas then I get into so rare, and now what I find is, and this is the thing I keep saying: if I try and watch a game for my FPL players now, and it's maybe why I haven't watched as much Premier League, and um, this season, even though I'm making a lot of FPL content, kind of counterintuitively, I watch match of the day and whatever, but like. If I have Harry Kane, right? If the ball is not in the opposition's half, if Harry Kane is even on the ball, I don't care. All I care about is the pass he makes and whether it could be an assist or whether he is within shooting range. If neither of those are an option, I'm kind of disengaged from a fantasy aspect. Yes, if you were a passionate Spurs fan, you don't care. I'm not necessarily a passionate anyone fan in the Premier League, so for me, I watch it with a fantasy lens. But what I find is that So Rare allows me to watch Harry Kane, and if he gets back for a corner and makes a clearance, I'm over the moon. If he makes a pass, I'm like, okay, there's point one in the bank. Whatever it is, if he plays a through ball and creates a chance, whatever, you know, it, it's it's. I just find it much more engaging in terms of watching the players. If you watch your FPL players, and if you watch your So Rare players, it's the micro actions. You're glued to a player the whole game, like that player cam, would be amazing. Um, whereas. In, in FPL, it's very much... Even even if you have a defender in FPL, clean sheets out the window in the first 10 minutes. Why am I even watching? Unless it's Karen Trippier, maybe you're hoping you'll get the assist.
1: Aye, but like, you just, If you're double, triple defender, you switch the game off then.
0: Exactly. So I just find it more engaging. Um, But I, th- I think, obviously, as you say, there wouldn't be 11 million FPL players if it wasn't a good game. I think it's yeah. the biggest for a reason. But equally... Just
1: on that point as well on FPL versus Sorare, the, one of the things that frustrates me most about FPL is... You can have a player, you can have Marcus Rashford, but if you don't captain him, you don't want him to score, which makes That's absolutely broken. no sense. Sometimes I'll be sitting watching a Man United game, my wife will be sitting beside me. She has an FPL team, so she kind of knows the crack and she'll say, oh, who have you got in this game? I'll say, I've got Rashford and then and Rashford will score and she'll, she'll say, "Oh, oh just uh, knocked over a cup. She'll <laughs> say, Rashford just scored, Mark. That's great. And I'll say, actually, actually it's not great because I didn't captain them. His effective ownership's ownership over 100%. Yeah. I'm actually going to lose rank here and she'll say to me what what are you on about that makes absolutely no sense. And I you know you've got to agree with that you, you, yeah. I hate I hate playing a fantasy game where owning some of the players and it's not always it might not just be one you might have two or three players that you want to blank which makes absolutely no sense. So that's a good yeah. thing about the scarcities and so rare you'll never you'll never have that issue.
0: Well, look, enough of Slate and FPL. Let's move on to some questions. Um, so we've got a few questions here. I'll start with the most liked one, as I tend to do. So if you ever see me posting for these, go and like the questions you want asked on Twitter. Um, and it's not necessarily a related question at all. It's from Ryan Haber, acting like a shithouse. Would you rather fight five toddler-sized John Nellises or one John Nellis-sized toddler?
1: I've been thinking about this for the last two hours since i seen that tweet this morning. Um, you get to and slap think me I've come- five
0: times if I'm small.
1: I just I, I like the idea of fighting yeah five little small John Nelses, just kick <laughs> just kicking the five of them around the
0: place sounds <laughs> sounds good to me, yeah the wee beards just going mad tripping over my beard like <sighs> depends how yeah, small I go for the, the I'll go for the five size. five little ones, um <laughs> so now that that's out of the way, um let me see this is from Rob Marshall, do you think there's potential for so rare to onboard close to ten million FPL managers even as purely free players? Do you think the concept is too confusing for most FPL players to start up and continue to play? And how can the onboarding concept be simplified? Just to, even even to simplify that question to an extent, I feel like 10 million is obviously massively optimistic. It's been a long time for FPL to get to 10 or 11 million. But I suppose if if we were to say, and I, I even, I think of the 10, of the 11 million players, how many are ghosts after three weeks, after four weeks, after five weeks? But in a nutshell, it's about that, the conversion like how easy do you think it is is it too confusing is the matrix too complex is the onboarding um is the barrier of getting eth into the platform do you think these things are big problems i think there is
1: a lot of barriers to even just getting started on so rare which i think will will always be an issue but they can just you know there's certainly things they'll i'm sure they will do over the next you know year two years or whatever to try and improve on that and what, what i Think about FPL first of all. You know, like I say, first of all, it's been going in its current format. This, this is, I think, season twenty-one. I think season one had seventy-six thousand managers. There's now, you know, eleven million. But straight away, if you think about that eleven million, how many of them are under eighteen? Straight away, there's quite a lot. And then I, I often get, you know, three generations in a household playing FPL. You might have a ten-year-old mum or dad playing, and then you know, granddad as well, who could be in his eighties. And I and I don't feel like we're going to see too many eighty plus year olds on on Sorare. but mm. you can definitely obviously there's a big market to tap into there uh, with with ten or ten or eleven million. Again, I think crypto will always be a barrier for people, uh, and it probably was a barrier for me if I'm honest. Um, for the you know two years previous before I signed up, basically because I just don't like jumping into things I don't know enough about. So what I did was um, when I spoke to you initially about SoRare, I spent a lot of time watching your content, but I also spent a lot of time just learning more about NFTs and and all that you know the crypto market and all that kind of stuff. Just so I was more knowledgeable about what I was getting into. Um, mm. So I think that's important. But again, I think until crypto, if it does become kind of more mainstream, and and you know you're always going to have people. It's funny. I was thinking earlier, people who are new to so rare, they'll absolutely they might absolutely love the idea of what it is. And then when they log in, they'll see the Ethereum aspect. And I always think of you know that that gif of Roy Hodgson when he's on the bench, and it's just like,
0: yeah,
1: and then his head goes yeah, down. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's perfect for Solar because yeah. they love they might love what they're they're seeing and they want to play, but they might not be keen on getting involved with crypto, which is obviously yeah. absolutely fine. Everyone everyone's going to do their own thing. Um, in terms of onboarding, how can it... I still feel like it's a bit. There's a bit. There's too much going on for me when I look at even on the, the you know the play section, you know the upcoming tournaments. There's a lot going on there, and especially if you're new and you see Champion Europe, Cap Two Twenty, what does all this it's mean? Overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is overwhelming, and I certainly found it overwhelming at the start, which most people do. But I think it was good to see that with the Premier League launch, there was some kind of beginner's guide on SoRare itself, because I don't, I know they 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 want people like yourself and content creators to educate people. But I think they should be the first educators if they can have more beginners tutorials and stuff accessible easily, you know, from the so rare website itself. I think that will really help. Um, and t- I'm trying to think too, you know, how would you get more FPL people playing? I suppose FPL managers as well, are, we're so used to playing with a 15-man squad and it can be quite alien to come in and play with a five-man squad. So yeah. I wonder if they would ever do something in the future where maybe, maybe they kind of, not so called 11. the FPL, but just kind of uh, yeah, an eleven aside where it's a bit of a more familiar transition. Um, you know, maybe similar rules like three assets from maximum from each team or whatever. So I think that would help. Um, it's whether that's feasible or, or whatever. I don't see why it wouldn't be. I know the everyone who's been using so rare are so used to the SO five, but I don't see why they wouldn't add a you know an S eleven where you have an eleven aside team, maybe for a Premier League, yeah. you know, a free Premier League tournament with with eleven aside. That might make things easier. But yeah, I think there is a lot of barriers and i think some of them barriers are probably here to stay and it's about how you kind of make the best of them but i think it's certainly that initial onboarding which is which is where they should probably prioritize most of their time and um but but i've i've already seen improvements over the last few weeks with that so hopefully they continue to to add some more
0: I, th- I think the thing with the SO11 when I think about that is as an onboarding tool or as like a free to play game it sounds fun but I think it just makes a bigger barrier if you go to jump into actual fantasy instead of having to pick up five cards you have to pick up 11 and also yeah, I, I think it, it makes it there's less variance maybe in terms of if I put out the 11 best average players in All-Star Limited and you have to come in and compete with that you know if I have a five a side team and I have Haaland De Bruyne blah, blah 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 one can blank two might blank but I think on average, if you have 11 players who are all the best versus 11 players who aren't, do you need a lot more luck to beat the 11? Does that make sense? I, I don't yeah, know how does, to describe this. But like if you have the 11 best against the 11, the 11 best have a better chance than the 5 best against 5. Does that even make sense? How do I say uh, what I'm trying to say? I always but, think of it like... If if I'm playing you one-on-one in Call of Duty and you're the best in the world, I have a chance of a lucky headshot. But if me and 11 of my chump friends are playing against you and the other 10 best COD players in the world, there's not a chance we're getting 11 lucky headshots. You're going to beat us yeah. every single fucking time. Does, I don't know if that's a weird analogy or if it's a good one. People let me know in the comments. Shit on me or praise me.
1: And just on that 11-aside thing too, there's probably very good reasons why there isn't already an 11-aside competition and and again it goes back to my first point of it's overwhelming when you go to that play page there's already a lot of tournaments that show up for me as a a limited card owner and if we chuck in you know five or ten more tournaments that are 11 aside, it's just going to make things even more complicated i know you can use filters and all that kind of stuff but yeah it's um i guess it does keep things simple if every tournament is is so5
0: Alex wants to know: Would you rather have a player's midfielder or defender card? Given that they have both, I'll answer this one quickly. Again, it sounds like I'm plugging, but legitimately the only way to find out is go to So Rare Data, put their name mm. in. For example, I know Maxime de Kuyper has both. Um, he has. It'll tell you how many. He has 72 defender cards and 269 midfielders. When you go to their player page, head over, head over to So Five Scores, and there's a toggle. You can jump between defender and midfielder, and you can see the scores quite clearly. Um,
1: that's a so, good. That's a good tip for me because that was. Um... I wouldn't i wouldn't be sure how to answer that question as a relatively new so Rare user because i know mm. i like picking up my celtic cards and i know rio hatate has defender midfielder cards um and i wasn't really sure what the best way to go for that was so uh, again i'll be jumping back to Sorare data to have a look at that later
0: yeah I've, I've pulled it up on the screen now Um we'll use Hatate as an example now again i haven't got this framed because i wasn't planning on showing this screen. But in a nutshell, if we jump over to SO5 scores, there's a wee like apostrophe here beside his position at the top of the screen. He's 492 midfielder, or, 492 defender cards, 184 midfielder, and 171 forward. If we go to SO5 scores and scroll down, um you might see my mouse over this little toggle. You can switch between you might have to see this afterwards, General, but forward, midfielder, defender. Uh, it looks like defender is higher peak scores massively. Um so hundred percent that's where you'd find that sort of information out. On to another question. Um, a uh, saucy's saucy. Let's play that so rare question. Is similar enough to Rob Marshall, so we'll skip it for now. Um, Kaloyan. Okay, would be interesting to do something like ten best cross game players. FPL times so rare. You're so much better in Sower than FPL. So do you think targeting a team like West Ham will have success? It is Premier League. At the end of the day, anyone can win a match. I'm not quite sure what you're asking there um i suppose what i'll ask you then general is it's given me an idea for a question do you think the skills of fpl are transferable to so Rare? they have to be
1: absolutely absolutely because you're uh, you know you're a football fan number one you're <laughs> probably already looking at some form of stats and you're probably watching games as well and you're going to do all of that when you come mm. over to so Rare, probably a lot more detail especially the stats side of things and i, I think if you're uh you know we always talk in fpl you've got uh, you've got grass fc and you've got analytics fc and certainly i think a lot of those who are analy- analytics fc who you know prefer to base their decisions off numbers would not only really enjoy rare but would probably do quite well on on rare because they've they're already putting in the they're already putting in the research so they've got the information there at hand that they can you know kind of back with with raw hard data they're they're not like people like me who get attached to players um uh, you know they're looking at them more as like chess pieces and not having any emotion or you know looking at them objectively, which is probably probably helpful in the long run.
0: FPL feels like quite a purist game in a sense where everyone kind of plays for free. It's free to play, consumes content. It's like a way of life for some people, but the prizes I always, they always stagger me how poor over the course of a thirty-eight game week season. The access the Premier League themselves would have, that they give away, top prize is going to get like a week and a couple of games in, wonderful, don't get me wrong, great prize, for 38 weeks of graft though and beating 11 million people, Um, I don't know, and then you get to second, third, fourth, fifth and all of a sudden you're getting a goodie bag. And when I look at that and I look at So Rare, I know FPL, it's like it's a hobby and you know it isn't all about winning prizes and blah blah blah. But do you think the prize element on So Rare would turn a few heads where it's like, I can put all this energy into FPL to compete against eleven million people to win this, or I can compete against a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people on So Rare, put in all this time and even for free potentially could win this, but probably have to put a few quid in. I could win tickets every single week. I could win cards every single week. I could win memorabilia, signed shirts, this is that. Do you think that the prize element is will have people like magpies pies or do you not think they'll care?
1: I think yeah, I think the prize structure is it's one of the things that really attracted me to begin with. Um and I think it's a it's kind of a unique selling point that that so have in, in terms of play, especially things like experiences like, you know, playing five-a-side with Zidane. You know mm. your chances of getting something like that from the Premier League are are, are probably slim to none. And I know a good example is you know the Premier league, FPL can go for twenty years, and the top prize is still just uh, is it a week in the UK going to a game? And I just fired off an email this morning to to So and said you know any chance I could get some tickets for for my private league? And straight away yeah we'll get you tickets VIP for Old Trafford. You know it's and that's just me a new user. The private mini league so it just shows you the difference and and what they can do it's so rare and you know vi trips to games you know meeting players i'm sure all that stuff's just going to get better and better as well over the over the coming years and if you can yeah and even for me just a little things like playing in the cap 240 it might only be a fight it might only be about five quid if you know if i win if i you know if i meet that threshold but if i can do that often you know it's you know it compounds it adds up very quickly and if i win you know five of them you know, I can buy myself a nice twenty five quid limited player or whatever it may be. So I really I really like the, the price element of the SO5. And, you know, you get your cards, you get your your ETH or whatever. But I really I, I love what they do with the experiences. You know, that Zidane one, for example, for the Global Cup. That, exactly. That's what that's what you can do to attract people that other games can't.
0: Exactly. Like leverage your access, leverage your relationships, you know. Um I completely agree. Because I think then you get into the realms of pricelessness and it's like people don't put money on that yeah exactly but general it's been an absolute pleasure we've been here just over an hour um thanks for being here everyone all the links below to all the things i plug the discords and the leagues and general will be posting his soon is there anything you want to plug no
1: that's it if you're if you're into your fbl just the athletic fbl podcast there should be one out on thursday so you can check that one out
0: good stuff and they'll find you on twitter and you'll hopefully be posting your league code and everything before friday This podcast goes out on Friday. Thank God the deadline's moved to three o'clock. Early listeners will have an edge here, um, but I'm sure people will see anyway, General, and we have another video on the channel building your first draft. So thanks for being here. Podcast listeners as well, thank you. I know um, we we talk as if this is a YouTube show, but I do appreciate you listening, and we will see you all very soon. Bye-bye.